podcast. Hi, I'm Alejandro Zamora. I'm a fine art photographer based in Los Angeles. I've known Erica for, well... It was, it had to have been like 20 years. Mm, 20, 20 and some change, maybe. That is wild. Yeah. Yeah, my pronouns are he, him, they. I'm still getting used to kind of being more non-binary than traditional stuff. Where did your journey begin? The very beginning of my journey, I lost my virginity in college at the end of freshman year. Mm-hmm. And then I saw a woman for 10 years um, after college. Mm-hmm. That relationship was not the best for me. About five years in, uh, we stopped having sex altogether. So that was literally five years of like zero intercourse and on, I mean, there's a lot of other issues going on in that space, but yeah, it was weird. I had like literally turned off that part of myself. I had like focused on turning that part of myself off. Was it mutually turned off? Like, would you say that either one of you wanted it more than the other or less than the other? Yeah, I think she wanted it more. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. She definitely started turning down to turning her own sexuality off too. Hmm. Um, yeah, I was not the. I mean, I was not like the good guy, and I mean, we were both. You know, we both did our own thing. So for five years, uh, no sex, and not just like not having sex, but like active, like basically telling myself like I might never have sex again. Whoa! Yeah, and then like two or three years later, I was like, oh. like really bringing myself down. That is, isn't that crazy? It's crazy how you just like things just stop happening and you don't do anything about Mm -hmm. it yeah and then you just start saying like i guess this is normal and so we broke up 2020 like one week before lockdown um thankfully she has a she moved out in time uh in that week like she like we realized weird shit was going on in the world and so she got out and um i got to spend the majority of covid just like rebuilding myself. Wow. And just by yourself or by or myself, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. And um it really was honestly wonderful. Like I know the world was falling apart, but for me I was just like I had had enough of being sad and being someone that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. And so it worked out that the world was shut down and all I could do was work on myself. Yeah. Right? So Yes. I think COVID forced a lot mm-hmm. of people to work on themselves. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you, yeah, yeah, and I think it's great. I think I hope uh, a lot of people got a lot out of it. Like twenty 2020 twenty to twenty, yeah, maybe like a year and a half, mm-hmm. just working on myself, doing you know, working out, exercising, meditation, therapy, all that awesome. good stuff. I ended up um, going home with someone, and I was very surprised at oh, I was terrified. At first, I was terrified. Yeah. Of, engaging in like a sexual activity because mm-hmm. it had been so long. Right. And then secondly, I was just like, wow, I really need to get back into it. Cause yeah. it's like, like anything else, it's a skill. It's like, yeah. you kind of need to know what to do or at yeah. least like yeah, 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 not yeah, be yeah. afraid to try some stuff. Um, so that was a big, like 
Eye opener. Eye opener, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that person moved on and we moved on. And then and then we'll call her Ariel. Okay. Came into the picture. Uh, who is my my current uh, person. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She had a somewhat similar situation where she had just gotten divorced and was on her own for two years. Um, hadn't had sex for two years either. So like when we started um, seeing each other, uh, we both were taking it very slowly. And it actually worked out perfectly because we both understood, like we both saw each other's like vulnerabilities and... We say we have um, compatible trauma. You know, we completely understood when one of us needed to back off completely or like go super slow or like, yeah, you know, whatever it was. Like That's we were just, wonderful. it was nice. It was nice mm-hmm. to have someone who understood completely what you were going through and yes. wanted wanted to push themselves forward as well, you know? Amazing. Yeah. And so now we're like monkeys. Yeah. And like, we're real good at it. Yes. Yeah. But it literally took mo- like a couple of months, a few months of us just like, Going really slow and that's awesome. And, yeah, and like encouraging each other and like it's funny. It was fun. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, it's like it's like the university mm. of sex, mm-hmm. like getting back into sex by mm-hmm. like going to the sex training program. <laughs> sex training. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> it. And then I realized that there's a thing. Not realized. I was having a conversation with a friend, and she's very intelligent, and she's helping me figure this stuff out. And she said something about like, oh, you're bisexual hetero romantic so i only like to be romantic and and like close with females uh-huh but i will fuck with a dude like yeah no problem i don't want to kiss him yes but oh right? but you it's, don't mind being sexual with yeah, them but i don't mind messing around with the dick and stuff so it's, it's a weird thing to figure out i don't out. mind messing around with a dick yeah bisexual bisexual hetero romantic bisexual hetero romantic mm-hmm. Bisexual. Bi okay, got it. Right. Bisexual meaning sex with both. Yeah. Rom- romance with only women. Yes. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I like it. Oh good. I like this. I'm glad. Good. Good for you. <laughs> and so can I ask you some questions? Oh, please do. Okay. If you're just feeling like, man, I just I gotta fuck something. that's when it's cool to be with men no okay that's not usually how i mean first yeah if you if someone else feels that way of course that's yeah that's cool but Mm -hmm. um that's not how i go about it it's like um kind of like a craving sometimes okay like um it's really more about like group settings or like Uh you know like that kind of thing rather than like i'm just gonna go out and grab a guy um there's like safe it's all like very like respectful and safe and like sex positive la sex positive la yeah Um, okay sex positive la is a really great healthy sex organization they're like not just about sex but they like host group parties and like we get to meet people who are also interested in like polyamory and like that kind of thing there are there are different levels your entry level is like a hangout party with chips and dip and that kind of thing okay and then there's like level four where people are going to be having sex and like you need to like work your way up so that they can trust you and know who's showing up to what you know it's like pretty cool that is cool mm-hmm. wow okay so 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 tell me about this so what level did you start at the chips 
Yeah, everyone starts at the chips and chips. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was brought in by a friend, by my friend. Oh, um, so you get brought in. Uh, I think you can just do it, like, if you just find it somehow. It's just, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, they get a, a lot of, like, creeps, just the oh, wrong element. So they have to, like, oh, kind of, they no. can't really promote themselves, but they also don't want to, like, hide. Yeah. And so it's, like. Oh, creeps, yeah. man. Yeah, I mean, once you start introducing, like, sex positivity it gets corrupted really fast so fuck well yeah because yeah. people yeah people are gross sometimes <laughs> people, are gross, yeah, people can be gross, can be real fucking gross. <laughs> yes yeah. um, i think i'm like technically a like level two i haven't really made my way up it's, is that like a full-blown dinner <laughs> <laughs> instead of just yeah, the no, chips no, and dip a, you yeah, order fajitas to, and yes absolutely <laughs> that's exactly what that is how did you know how did you know <laughs> um <laughs> Never mind That's that. Right. That's right. The first meeting I ever went to was a hike. That was and that was fun. That was cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. So, explain the dynamic at something like that. Like, what does that feel like? Weird, because you know that everybody kind of has one end goal in mind. Like, yes and no, because <clears throat> it's kind of that. Like, you are there for sex, but you're also like not there to like rip your pants off, right? Fuck, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's a weird, it is a very strange, like, thing to get used to. Like, a feeling that everyone is there for, like, watching each other, looking at each other, like. Yeah. (laughs) So, you're attracted to the male figure? Not really. No. I literally, literally, it's like sex. It's like. Okay. Yeah. It's just having fun sexually. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Exploring other sex. Like, sometimes I think guys are hot or whatever, but. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, not too often. Okay. Guys are real stupid. Yeah. Gross, so. Well, they're just, uh, you know, you heard me talk about toxic masculinity in the podcast with Eric, where this kind of topic comes up. And I've said things like, I would not be upset if, like, Ralph said that he was attracted to men. Mm-hmm. But I feel like most women are like, no. Like, if my boyfriend or whatever is attracted to men like that's gay right and but why like i i I don't i don't understand that this is becoming more and more common or at least like more out there because i'm sure you know we're not the first generation Mm -hmm. to be like hey we're doing this Mm -hmm. like we're exploring sex with not just men or not just women or whatever like we're exploring Mm -hmm. but i think the generations before and even a little bit millennials are still like "Uh uh-uh yeah like if you sway this way then you are now labeled right you can only be the one thing yeah Yeah. that's what i love about like gen z Mm -hmm. is like they're super like against the binary and like traditional stuff and Mm -hmm. that's cool because it literally is like why would you just like decide that you don't want something just because someone told you you don't want it like yeah you have no idea if you like it or not yeah you don't have to like it you don't yes have to do anything but why not try <laughs> or why get angry if someone else does it's like doesn't mm-hmm. mean anything. i don't know it's just yeah gen z thank you thank y'all thanks gen z you little cutie pies <laughs> so you were talking about a relationship that you are currently in mm-hmm. and you said that it's an interesting dynamic mm-hmm yeah, I'm in this uh, fun relationship right now. It's definitely the healthiest relationship I've ever been in. I'm a photographer and I do portrait sessions. And so she was one of my clients. Mm-hmm. And we, I didn't know her beforehand. Um, we met, did our photo shoot. And like definitely by the end of the photo shoot, I was getting some like 
sexy vibes from her mm-hmm. and like getting the eyes, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but I'm, I'm a big dummy. So I was like, okay, whatever. And like, just like brushed it off and like kept going. Mm-hmm. And then she kept like contacting me and like asking more questions and like wanting to talk to me more. And I was yeah, like, okay, yeah. maybe this is something to look into. So yes, when I met her and even to this day, I'm in a very like career first place where I need to sit down and just focus and do my thing. So I remember we out we out to lunch with her, me, and like a mutual friend, because um, that's how she found out about me as a photographer. We literally like the three of us were talking about like our relationships and all that, and I was like, yeah, honestly, I just want someone around who's like fun, has her own thing going on, you know, just wants to fool around and like be cool with each other, like be nice and cool and like whatever. And I was just saying it out loud because like I don't know because that's what that's where I was at the time. I was just like someone who was saying that kind of stuff out loud. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> why and not? Why not? She heard it. She picked it up and she invited me over like the next week. Like almost immediately, we were just like sitting there, like having a drink, and she was like looking at me, like, "So, you want to do something casual?" I was like, "Okay." <laughs> and then, yeah, and then so we started hooking up. And- Amazing! You want to do something casual? <laughs> I am totally new to this whole phenomenon of of casual sex. Oh, okay. Like I wouldn't even like if she said, "Do you want to do something casual?" I'd be like, like dinner like a <laughs> casual dinner like, like brunch jack in the box or <laughs> yeah. sure i don't really have money right now netflix, <laughs> netflix. <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah, that's how i yeah. would have heard that yeah, yeah. but i'm glad you guys speak each other's language yeah well yeah and to be fair there was a lot more like it was context heavy right okay yeah it was yeah. very like you know the tension was high and we were looking at each other you know it was yes nice nice um, nice but, uh, but yeah, no. And so it's actually been like, yeah, by far in the healthiest relationship I've ever had. We, what makes it so healthy? Yeah, we do a lot of communication, just straight up telling each other what we're thinking and like, that works, that doesn't work. I want this. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I like you, but this isn't serious. I mm-hmm. care about you a lot. So we're not going to make this a thing. But we're also not, we're not in this for the long haul. I know why it works for us right now. Yeah. I know that she's a, um, a PhD student. And does not have any free time. Oh, and, that makes sense. Yeah. And she's also very like, she's going through some stuff, just like all of us. Right. I mean, I'm going through a lot of stuff. And same thing. I'm going through stuff. I'm trying to like spend every waking moment like editing and, and doing whatever I can mm-hmm. to make my business go. And then we just like happen to get along enough, respect each other enough. Yeah. And have like the right sexual chemistry to make it work yeah enough (laughs) good well that sounds good like you've got some you got some good goals Mm -hmm. sweet Mm -hmm. and but then and but like again to emphasize like what makes it work the most is that we are constantly telling each other like updates about how our feelings are and like and not in an annoying way it's not like we're like checking in with each other but it's like letting each other know very clearly and clear concise (laughs) i think that's everything Mm -hmm. um i once read an article written by uh do you know who mark manson is i don't i talk about mark manson a lot um i think i've brought him up in a few of my podcasts maybe not but the point is that he polled i think something like ten thousand couples and i might be pushing that but i think that's what it was ten thousand couples and was trying to find out like these were people who had either been married like a couple years and then people who had stood the test of time like we're talking 40 50 years of marriage and so he 
asked all of them, like, what makes your relationship successful? How do you guys successfully stay together for so much time? Mm -hmm. And he said that he was surprised or not, maybe not so surprised to find that the answers were extremely repetitive. Mm. That people who had been together for a long time, they really had it down to kind of a formula and communication was one of those things. It said, if you want to have a healthy relationship, you have to be willing to communicate about everything, mm-hmm. even the things mm-hmm. that make you really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think it's a, a learned behavior to to speak up for yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I feel like as a woman, I've always kind of felt like I have to be polite and I have to be careful with what mm-hmm. I say mm-hmm. and I have to be a lady. And I have, you know, there's just so many expectations mm-hmm. that it's not always comfortable for me to say like, I don't like that or I don't want that or please don't oh, yeah. or whatever. Totally. Um, but learning to speak up in a moment where I'm like, man, I'm really bothered by this or whatever. Like, how come I'm not saying anything? It's so fucking important. It's such a hard thing to learn. Like, it's so hard. <laughs> You also have to have somebody that you're comfortable enough sharing with because mm-hmm. I think the reason that we back off sometimes is because we do say something that maybe makes the other person feel mm-hmm. uncomfortable or it takes a blow at their ego mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they get defensive and yeah. it's like, well, I can't go back in there. Like, I just made this person upset. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Or, or like they're going to judge me or like it's going to end the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like something is going to go wrong if I say what I actually mean. Yes. And if it does, then it then that's probably better for you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But that definitely, I feel like that comes from like a, or I don't know, you, I feel like you have a similar background. But I feel like it comes from a lot of like family stuff of like, uh-huh. like don't you dare speak up. Yeah. Children mm-hmm. are to be seen and not heard mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, I never really felt like my feelings were valid when I was a child. Yeah, same. Never. It was just like um, children's feelings sometimes get ignored and Mm -hmm. people are just like, suck it up and, you know, deal with it. Or why are you being so sad? Like, why are you handling this this way? Mm -hmm. And then we learn to like keep it in and then we implode. Yeah, and somehow that... Guess what? That translates to the rest of your life, every right. other facet of your life. Every so. other relationship mm-hmm. that you have. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. We're all so fucked up. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Beautifully fucked Beautifully up. Fucked. <laughs> you yeah. mentioned wanting to have a slut phase. Do you want to talk about your slut phase or wanting I mean, to have a slut phase? Yeah, totally. I'm like here. I'm like, if you're listening, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a lot of fun, I think. <laughs> Um, so right now, so you're look, so you haven't actually started the slut phase. Like I tech, like it's like that, that thing of like I've started, but like nothing's really happened. Okay, so you're <laughs> no, available. I, I will say, just, yeah, I'm available or whatever. Gotcha. But, um, but in the same way, where it's like, just like I need like a lot of time for myself still. So of course, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I have I've like seen a few people and like had some fun, but but yeah nothing too crazy like yeah i'm not like out there hitting the streets every night or anything yeah um, i'm very much a, like a passive like oh, i'm a passive slut really okay yeah i like it <laughs> i like it so a passive slut just lets the the sex come well, it's fall into like, the lap instead of that's uh, a whole other show i think <laughs> <laughs> um no, it's it's more like um like I don't seek people out. Like if someone if I'm connecting with someone at a party or something. Oh, I see. Like I don't go out of my way to go and meet up with people, but yeah. if I meet if I'm around someone who's like interesting or mm-hmm. attractive and I'll be like, "Oh, 
So you're not on any of the apps or any of that? No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. Is is there a reason why? Do you, Have you tried them and you don't like them? Or? Yeah, I was on them for a bit. And like, yeah, I just... They're very depressing. Very depressing. Like, I never I never got really any mm, hits or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it just was weird. It's just so, like, Impersonal. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I was on the apps for, like, five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um. And I remember just like it was not possible to engage in a conversation without it being like, so you want a bone? <laughs> and it's like, well, no. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but we'll get there. Jeez. Yeah, just back off. <laughs> no, it's disgusting. It's so weird. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. I always felt like I was not desperate enough to say yes to everything and like not hot enough to just get like people throwing themselves at me. <laughs> oh, so no. it's like, I, is any, there was like nothing. Is anybody that hot? Oh, yeah. People that who are just oh, yeah. like they, they get uh, out here. Whatever. I guess so. It's L.A. It's L.A. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get out here. <laughs> so yeah, part of my journey, like my sex journey, was like going from not really enjoying it with my last partner mm-hmm. to turning it off. Yeah. To rebooting everything again and start basically starting from zero. Right? Mm-hmm. Honestly, like what I learned was and and so back then it was the like going straight from college into this relationship was very like, well, you should just be a stud and you should know exactly how to mm-hmm. fuck, you know, like mm-hmm. you know how to do it. Yeah. Um, no. Right. No, that's myth. Myth, myth everyone. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Complete myth. Mm-hmm. Because you need a good partner to learn with. Of course. And when you're both in the good place and you're both like supportive of each other. Mm-hmm. You can learn a lot. You yeah. Can make a lot of progress. So like, yes, I went from like not really enjoying it now. Feeling confident. Feeling about very it? confident. Oh, feeling good. like I could conquer the world. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, Libido's back in town. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and like, yeah. And it's just like, this is like safe sex journey of like, just having someone a, a positive sexual partner there to help you, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I have a friend who I won't talk, I won't say names, but like there was a story that I heard once about this woman, and she started hooking up with this guy at work, mm-hmm. and this guy was so nice, nicest guy ever. Um, and he had a history of drug use, but had gotten clean and was like hyper focused on being clean. And he admitted very early on that he had difficulty having sex because he had been doing the sex thing on drugs for so long that like now not having them, like he couldn't really get like revved up, you know? But he was like, you know, I think I can get there. And like he disclosed all of this to her and was so um, like open and vulnerable. And then they went to they went on a weekend trip. He couldn't like perform. She was like, well, if we're not going to fuck like. Let's just go home. Oh, my God. And made him drive two <gasps> hours from San Diego mm-hmm. no. because he couldn't do it. And That's she was like, this is the most important thing to me. So, like, wow. if you can do it, then. But they had been talking about it. I know. And then he relapsed. Oh, no. 
Isn't this the saddest story you've ever heard? It's really sad. And I hope he's doing better now. But like when I heard the story, I remember it being like, no, no, because what he was saying is like, I'm going to need your patience on this. Yeah. And like, obviously, yeah. if you just like give me some time and patience instead of like, hurry up and get hard. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll get there. Right. Or like, and then getting mad about it or like, um, yelling. but you know what? Her journey too, you know, like mm-hmm. we don't know where that came from or yeah. like how, like maybe it's uncomfortable for her to be vulnerable. And so she was like, well, this is the only way I know. Mm-hmm. And so if I can't do it this way, then we got to go. Cause I got yeah. nothing to give right now. Yeah, totally. That's it. It's, it's always two ways. Like mm-hmm. you both have to be open. You both have to be willing to listen to. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's a good, that's a very good. That's like exactly the same story though. It's like just someone literally just laying it all out mm-hmm. and completely vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately this time it didn't work. Yeah. But it's yeah. It but takes. you know it what? It takes that kind of courage. It does. Mm-hmm. And then it takes doing that again mm-hmm. and again, being willing and again, yeah, and, again so. and again mm-hmm. until somebody goes, Oh, you poor thing. I love yeah. you. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, I love you in a not, let's get married kind of way. But just like, I, I appreciate the kind of person that you are and I can see you for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, we live in a pretty shallow society Mm -hmm. and I can say that there have been times in my life where I chalked up somebody's sexual attraction to me, to my value. Hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I placed my value in how much Mm. somebody wanted to have sex with me. And that's Mm. also like, what am I doing? You know, I'm so much more than that. And I know that I'm not the only woman who struggles with this idea that like, if I lose my sex appeal, then like I'm nothing. I I bring nothing to the table. Mm -hmm. And that takes a lot of therapy and a lot of work because I have talked to a therapist about that, who obviously reminds me that I'm so much more Mm -hmm. than just my physical being that like, I bring stuff to the table and, And that's going to stand the test of time. Like, even if, you know, my body doesn't, you know, look great when I'm 80, I'm still going to be me. Yeah. Your mind's going to be there. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I think that's, uh, it's so scary. It's so scary. Even though I do a lot of work on, like, not concerning myself with the physical, it right. does get scary sometimes. Like, when I notice like something about me has aged mm. or like if I gain a little bit of weight and now I'm like 33, if I gain some weight, it's going to stay there for a bit. Oh yeah. Same. Big and same. I'm just like, this used to just like, I used to just starve myself for like half a day and I was five pounds lighter. No. <laughs> and now it's like, you know, and that's terrible behavior, but I'm just saying like now it's so much harder mm-hmm. and I have to not get upset at myself about it, but remind myself like I am more mm-hmm. than this. Mm-hmm. I am a person and I bring joy to the world and that's my value, not, you know, my butt cheeks. No. So That's perfect. That's beautiful. Not my butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> Poetry by me. I don't know how to follow up butt cheeks. <laughs> well, let's see if I have any questions about this. Mm-hmm. Do you think this changes how you view your dating process? Do you think the bar is set right now at if you come into Alejandro Zamora's life, you have to be an open and accepting sexual partner? Absolutely. Yeah. 
I think the bars has been set very high by my by Ariel, mm-hmm. my uh, fun friend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And not, and I don't mean in in like a um, like I don't mean like you have to be good at sex or like no 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 a certain kind of sexuality. But I mean like you, we have to be open mm-hmm. and willing to to listen and talk. And, yeah, yeah, man, that's like my, everything. Yeah, like my ability to like be with someone who like holds everything in mm-hmm. dramatically dropped because <laughs> I used to be my flavor all day. Yeah. yeah, but um, but yeah, no, now I know. I actually want you to speak to the older generation right now because this happens to yeah. people yeah. and mostly men because like as much as like women show up for sex, like I think men like, mm-hmm. you know, y'all put in some work mm-hmm. and that takes physical stamina. Yes, it does. <laughs> and so eventually, you know, any man gets to a point where that becomes not so easy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, let's just say their relationship ends. Like, then they feel like they don't have value to go back out into the world because they think they can't offer the physical. Can you speak to those men, Alex? Can you speak to the men? Oh, man, I don't know if I can. It's such a, like, it's such an ingrained thing of, like, performance and Mm -hmm. strength and Mm -hmm. big, hard Mm -hmm. cock, you know? Yeah. yeah, like, not to sugarcoat it. Like no, it, honestly, because truly. that's how it's presented to us as men. Yeah. It's like if you don't have these things, then you yeah. don't deserve to have sex. Like yeah, and um, it's just not true. Yeah, I've had I've had a lot of very good sex where I did not make any penetration, and I've had a lot of very good sex where I did not ejaculate. Uh, oh, okay. You can stop drooling, Erica. I'm so sorry. It's, it's, it's coming. This is untrue <laughs> and will be cut immediately. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but I think what I would say is that sex isn't, it is PNV, but yeah. it's also so many other things. Mm-hmm. It could be so much and so little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I think that. And I don't know if this is true of all the people in the older generations, but I do know that like in religious cultures that, you know, there's kind of a formula. Mm. You have sex one way Mm -hmm. and one way only. Um, And so exploring anything else is like, no, don't do that. And I think that it, that's why, why people feel kind of boxed in. Like if I'm not able to perform, then guess i'm out the game right but no there are several sports sports. (laughs) all kinds of categories all kinds of activities yeah (laughs) which we're not gonna just dive into this is a children's show (laughs) (laughs) there are children out there there are children out there who's gonna protect the children (laughs) not us that's for sure I'm going to get arrested now. Um, no, we'll make that a bonus episode. We'll make- <laughs> this is a family show. It's a family show. Oh, so, man. That's um, good. Yeah. So, as a kid, like, did you know you were bisexual, hetero, romantic? I mean, no. without knowing that that was the right. title without of it a yet? Title for it. Yeah, I, I was going to say no. I said no immediately and then realized, like, no, I think I've, always, I've definitely always felt not like a boy. Oh, that's the only that's as far as I could ever get is like, I don't feel like I'm like an every other boy. Mm. Um, but I've always, but I've always been interested in girls and like, I've had my own girlfriends and stuff. And mm-hmm. I knew something was different, but I didn't know yeah. what. 
That's crazy. Eric talked about that. My cousin who came out, she's talked about that. Like mm-hmm. this feeling of like, I always knew something mm-hmm. was different. Mm-hmm. Um, man. And I feel like we we are in a society that's not really like cool about that. It's so not. even if you do feel it, it's not like you can go like, mom, yeah. you know what's weird? This is how I'm feeling. Yeah. And then, you know, then that's met with like, mm-mm. Right. Um, like, yeah, like I always felt like it was a little different, but it always felt so close to normal that mm-hmm. I didn't have to investigate it too much or oh. talk about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I, was, I had the privilege of getting away with not addressing it. Right. Right. Because nobody was making you feel weird about it. Right. Because I was still a, a male presenting dude yes. dating girls. Yeah. Yeah. So... I wonder how many people are out there who feel just like you and don't feel like they can express it. Probably lots. Because the fact that you can come on here and talk about it is so fucking powerful. Mm. It is. Like you're opening you're opening up doors and windows and, and nooks and crannies for people because men are afraid to talk about this stuff because there's nobody doing it or like not a lot of people doing it or not enough people doing it, at least like for millennials and gen X and mm-hmm. baby boomers. Mm-hmm. Like those people don't even know yeah, that true. they can feel the way that you feel or think the way that you think or participate in life the way that you do. Mm-hmm. They don't even know it's an option. So you're on here exploring that option for everybody, which is fucking awesome. Because if men need anything, it's more men like you who are willing to make it comfortable to be vulnerable and sensitive and, like, talk about the things and, like, still be fucking a man, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, For Alex is means. still a man. Yeah. 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 But it, it, he's not, like, in a it, – it, there's no cookie-cutter mold mm. for a man, even though people think there is. Absolutely. Fuck the patriarchy. Fuck that patriarchy. <laughs> real, though. For real. That's what this episode should be called. Fuck the patriarchy. That'd be great. Because honestly, the patriarchy ruins everything. Yeah. And you know, the conversation of sex is also very taboo. Um, like the fact that my mom might hear this episode makes my skin crawl. Okay. Makes That's my skin fair. crawl a little bit. I wouldn't let my... I'm not that I wouldn't let her, but I'm not going to tell her. I'm, I'm yeah. out here talking about this. Yeah, yeah. No, I... It's just, you know... It's never been like a topic that can be discussed, mm-hmm. or maybe I just don't want to. You know, because I'm thing. just like sometimes you just, it's not that you can't. You just don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to think about you. Yeah. <laughs> What's your opinion of my sex life? Thanks, yeah, mom. no, no, <laughs> but you know what? I had a my my last boyfriend. He and his mom would like, <gasps> yeah, they would talk about. It. He'd be like, yeah, so I hooked up with this chick, oh, and, blah, blah, blah. Me out. and I'm like, what? <laughs> And she'd be like, okay, that's good. Well, at least she was encouraging. I think I think it was more like, it was very surface level. It wasn't like, whoa, you know, what was she wearing? How was it? Well, I, good. Thank mm-hmm. God. That would have been a step too far. Yes. <laughs> have to call someone. But even just mentioning it is definitely that uncomfortable. Is very, yeah, it's very mm-hmm. uncomfortable for me. <laughs> to my mom, yeah. Yeah, I would do this all day to strangers. I'll talk to them all day. Yes. But to my mom, I'm like, oh, nope, I don't have sex. Thank you. No. <laughs> nope. No, thank you. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, did you grow up with any restrictions on sex? I have to say I didn't. Mm. 
And I know nice for a fact. Nice. I know. Literally, I know it's because cause I grew up with two sisters. I'm the middle boy. Middle oh, child. but they had restrictions they on had sex. They had restrictions. Of course they did. Yep. But I was allowed to take my little girlfriends in my bedroom, close the door. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Like, be gone for hours for no reason. What a double standard. I know. It was awful. I didn't see it at the time, but yeah. now it's like, oh, yeah, that's pretty shit. I would have been pissed if I was my sisters. Yeah. yeah. It's really frustrating. Mm-hmm. My mom had the sex talk with me when I was like, sheesh. I don't know. It was gross. Mm. She went like kind of graphic and then like, you know, talked about masturbation. I was like, please (laughs) Please stop. stop. (laughs) Please never speak to me about this again. But then like when it came time to actually talk about it, like when I was in a relationship, she pretty much said, don't do it. Oh, do not. Don't. Don't ask me. She pretty much said, don't ask me if you can have sex. As if I was ever going to do that. Right. As if I was ever going to go, hey, mom, you know, tonight I'm going out and <laughs> just kind of wondering, can you have some sex? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> no. Would have never done that. But she just made it off limits. Wow. Do not have sex. and so, make kids have sex. Right? And so when it came time, I was like, well, I can't talk to her. And dude, I, I even though I'd done like sex ed or whatever, mm-hmm. like all the stuff, like I still didn't know about oh, sex. Yeah. And the first time that I had sex, he was wearing a condom, like, and I thought I was pregnant. Oh. You know? And- it's that. funny, but it's also like I stressed myself out to oh, the point where I like made myself kind of ill. Oh no! And my mom was like, "What is wrong with you? Like, why are you like? What is wrong? Like the last few days?" And I'm just like shaking, and oh, I couldn't, God. and I couldn't talk about it oh, because you know if I mention it, she's gonna be like, "I told you not oh, to," or whatever. So finally, she like pretty much shakes it out of me. Oh, wow! She's like, "Dude." This is a fucking trip how moms know. She's like, Erika. <laughs> the stare down. Oh, no. Did you have sex? <laughs> she smells it. And I was like, I said no words. And she's like, <gasps> and you think you're pregnant? And I was like. <laughs> and I said no words. And I was like. <laughs> and I started crying. And she's like. Oh. Dude. Even though I did this 11 months after I'd been with this guy. Of course. 11 months. And then um, and then she proceeded to ask questions like, did he wear a condom? And I was like, mm-hmm. She was like, did he come? And I was like, no. She was like, oh, you're not even pregnant. And I'm like, okay, well, I didn't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know because you said I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. So I know they really make it seem like just looking at them wrong, looking at someone wrong will make you pregnant at that yeah, point. Yeah, dude. Well, and the thing is I knew better, but like something like even though I knew better, like my period was a few days late and I'm mm. sure it's because I was fucking stressed yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like a few. And as soon as I told her the next morning, I got my period and I was like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> Why didn't you just show up? When you were supposed to. And then none of this would have happened. But it was horrible. I mean, she just made me feel like I should not have. uh, And, you know, everybody has sex. Mm -hmm. And I I just feel like being honest with your kids about sex is the move. Yeah, Telling someone don't do something. Come on, bro. Guaranteed to happen. Right? 
Yeah. Go ahead and make it the sexiest thing ever. I'm going to go do it. <laughs> yeah. You just told me not to do it. I don't even know what I'm it is. I'm doing now it. I'm going to go find it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where are the lewds? Where are the lewds? <laughs> Um, it's great, but you're sick. You're, 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 uh, you were fine. You were free to be sexy as soon as you wanted to be. Yeah. As long as nobody talked about it. I mean, it wasn't like out and out, like, mm-hmm. um, free reign or whatever, but yeah, my mom didn't like talk to me ever about anything. She slid the sex talk for us was she slid uh, cause she's a doctor. Mm-hmm. So she slid a, like a medical pamphlet, a pamphlet. under my door. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, this is pretty bad. Somebody else did the work. Yep. They just put it on a pamphlet. Here, mm-hmm. this is what happens. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the healthiest sex talk in the world even sounds like. Because I've thought about, like, how would I do it differently when it comes time? You mean, like, to from a parent to a kid? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I've tried to think of, like, what I would have wanted. Mm-hmm. And I guess I would have just wanted, like, someone to be like, hey, listen, sex, totally normal. I don't want you to go have it with, like, everyone you meet. But if you choose to have sex with someone, come talk to me. And, like, I'll get you some condoms. Or, like, we'll talk about contraception and how important it is and how boys are liars. And they say that, like, they can't get you pregnant or that doesn't feel the same. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, that's probably what mine would sound like. And honestly, that's not terrible. Right? I mean. That's great. That You just want them to know, like, I don't need the details. Right. Don't give me details. Don't give me play-by-play. But let me know I have a safe space to take to talk to you about yes. anything I Oh, create safe spaces mm-hmm. for your kids, peeps. Exactly. exactly. That's what it is. It's not, not really, the, like, any specific words. It's just letting them know, mm-hmm. I'm here for you and, like. Mm-hmm. be careful <laughs> yes yeah. and now that you know what you know even mm-hmm. go as far as to say like it's okay to like mm-hmm. communicate about what you want mm-hmm. it's okay to say no mm-hmm. it's okay to say yes mm-hmm. as long as it's on your terms and like you're running the yep. show for yourself yep. because that's something else that nobody talks about like you could say like that doesn't feel good mm-hmm. or yeah, totally that's something, yeah, like that, even just that alone is huge. Mm-hmm. Well, it's scary because you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, right. but at the same time, you're like, you're biting my dick. Yeah. Your teeth. Your teeth. <laughs> it hurts. Yeah, no, for real. And then and <laughs> the person might not even enjoy the other doing the thing, but now you're both in the middle of this act that you, neither one of you is enjoying because yeah, no one's saying anything. No one's saying, mm-hmm. ow, <laughs> please don't. Please don't. Mm-hmm. And I mean it this time. Yes. What I guess I want to know what inspired you to want to talk about sex today. I wanted to talk about sex today because it really scared me for a long time. Mm. Yeah. So are you trying to remove a stigma for people? Are you trying to make it easier for people to talk about it or just like show people that it can be discussed? With all due respect to other people, (laughs) I'm doing this for myself. Wonderful. I'm making challenging myself to be do something uncomfortable but good, and if I hope it helps people, but mm-hmm. I really truly like needed needed to just like talk openly about sex. Yeah, because yeah. it's been something so so strained in my life. Yes, but it's so good. I don't think you. I don't think you even realize. Like I know that you're doing it for you, and I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. But doing this podcast about sex. 
now you're teaching other people about it and and it's not just about like people who are sitting at home and not having sex with their partners it's even people who don't know that like this can even be a thing Mm -hmm. um or that they feel shame about something not working out and they're not speaking up about it yes right everyone's quick to make judgments and Mm -hmm. tell you what to do and mm-hmm. what's right and wrong and it and honestly it would it is hard to even tell the other person you're with like hey i'd like to try something new or like hey this is kind of like not working for me because mm-hmm. it feels so personal it feels like you're gonna offend someone yeah but that's why that's another thing that is important to remember is that like it's 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 like not personal yeah <laughs> like it is and it's not yeah um it it, it I think that we have this fear of making people uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but then we take on all the discomfort ourselves, right. you know? So at we're not making someone uncomfortable at our expense right. instead of just saying like, this is probably going to make this person uncomfortable temporarily. Mm-hmm. And then once they marinate in the information, they'll realize that I'm just speaking up for myself. I'm right. setting a boundary or right. I am expressing a need. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes it, a little bit better once once yeah. people sit with it. Yeah, hugely better, and and then eventually, I think the more open you are to doing that, the more like eventually it just becomes something where it's like it's just an adjustment, a mm-hmm. quick adjustment rather than like a conversation. Hey, let's, let's stop. Let's have a let's reset. Let's <laughs> yeah. you know. Blah, blah, blah. No, it just becomes like oh, I don't like that. Squeeze this way. Yeah. Perfect. Now yeah. we're let's keep, going. Yeah. keep moving. Keep moving. Yeah. <laughs> keep the train be, moving. You take out the like ego from it. You gotta take the ego out of it. And right. just like remember what you're trying to do. You're trying yeah. to have fun. Yes. Yeah. But you both want to have fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Man, that's so necessary. Mm-hmm. It's yes. so funny how confident I sound talking about sex when like literally like a year ago I was like such a baby it's so scary well i mean <laughs> it's just like working anything out working out the mm-hmm. mind working out the body mm-hmm. um the longer we keep at something and we're patient with ourselves then we get better at it yeah i wrote a blog about this um probably geez at this point like a month ago maybe longer mm-hmm. about how i started my blog two years ago but i didn't publicize it until the beginning of this year and at the beginning, I remember being super hard on myself and like not wanting to put stuff out or like mm-hmm. just limiting what I was putting out. Right. And then I wrote this blog about how like I've never started a job and been the best at that job on day one. Right. Like it's just impossible it's to impossible. be the best when you just started. Mm-hmm. And so I have to just keep working this muscle, my writing muscle, my podcast muscle. And then before you know it, like, this will be second nature and it'll just be comfortable and easy and I'll be really good at it. But it's just a matter of being patient with that time where it's not so comfy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's literally it. Like it's, you have to, you have to start and mm-hmm. everyone sucks when they start. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My trailer episode was about how my few, my first few podcasts might suck, <laughs> but staying in there because the best is coming. Absolutely. I feel like the way this podcast is going to work um, is that anybody who wants to come on here and talk about something gets to talk about something. The show is about this show. Mm-hmm. This is easy with friends. It's about vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And so every topic that we discuss, like we're making it. Mm-hmm. easy for people we're mm-hmm. saying you have a friend here mm-hmm. who is going through something maybe familiar to you and you are not alone mm-hmm. and so that's the purpose of this so anybody who wants to come on and talk about something like that 
I welcome it. And then it's free marketing because you did this yeah. podcast and you're going to want to share it with everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And so then now my podcast is out there yeah. for more people to hear because yeah. they like you. Mm. And I mean, I, when I think about the future of this podcast, I, I get so excited Good. because this is so much fun. Good. I'm really glad you came. I'm really glad that you're making this podcast. Oh, yeah. so glad you're it's here. It's a lot of fun to listen to. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm so glad. You always bring a really great energy to the interviews. Oh, thank you. I I want to hear what you would say mm. to younger you. Mm. Like knowing what you know now, is there anything that you would have done differently? And I know sometimes people say no. I've said no to this question just mm-hmm. because I feel like, my journey was as it was intended and I probably had to go through all of that to be where I am now. Mm-hmm. But all that shit aside, what would you go back and tell the person who was stuck in that relationship? And at what point would you say it? I would definitely, I was thinking about this the other day. Torture, torturing yourself isn't justice. You're allowed to not be in pain. Mm-hmm. That's something I would love to tell yes. myself. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. There are things that my therapist has taught me that are so simple mm-hmm. that I that never even occurred to me. Um, like one of the things that she says, like if I'm feeling angry or having a bad day or like something's going wrong, I'm allowed to take some time and do something fun. Mm-hmm. Fun for me. Yeah, just for you. Just for me, like whatever it is that I want to do. Not something where I'm like, you know, making a concession for someone else. Like, oh, what can I do that like he'll also enjoy or she'll also enjoy or they will also enjoy. But like, how can I take some time in this moment to just do something for me mm-hmm. and give myself like just an ounce of pleasure, whether it's like vegging out in front of the TV, mm-hmm. eating a whole bowl of popcorn, mm-hmm. a pint of ice cream. What mm-hmm. do I want? Exactly. And can, and I'm just going to give it to myself. Exactly. And I, I think that I relate to you in the whole like taking pain as though it's a part of life. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's not necessary. We could totally just be like, you know what? This actually isn't working and it's been not working for long enough that I don't need to keep at it anymore. Exactly. Sometimes we hold on to things because we don't want to feel like failures. Mm -hmm. We just keep trying at it and pushing and to the point where it's like, fuck dude, like is there anything left to give? Same thing. I was in that space in my Mm -hmm. 10-year relationship. And it's hard. It's hard to let go when you've been holding on so tight. What what was it? Like, was there a moment where you were like, this is it. I'm out. They literally, literally just woke up one day. And I mean, I've been going to therapy and I've been thinking a lot about breaking up with her and just couldn't like come bring myself to do it. Mm -hmm. And was pretty sure she wanted to break up too. Mm -hmm. And just couldn't do it. And one day, I don't know what it was. It's just one day I woke up and literally felt, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I hate where I am right now. I hate my life. I hate myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm just fucking tired of it. And if I yeah. don't change something, nothing can, if I don't change something, nothing's going to change. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it sounds like a stupid sentence, but it's. No, it's not. Yeah. It's so incredibly important and powerful yeah. and the, and it's a reminder that we're in charge mm-hmm. we can navigate everything and mm-hmm. i think sometimes we forget that too like yeah. we think i'm stuck here but no you're not, no, you're not. you can say today i'm not doing this anymore mm-hmm. i don't want this anymore i'm gone yeah. and you could start your new life tomorrow yeah, <laughs> you just really don't good. even know it yeah. um you are only just moments away from mm-hmm. the next chapter in your life but you just have to 
You have to do it. You have, you have to, to make try something new. You mm-hmm. to, yeah, you have to just fucking do it. Say yes to you. Say yes to you. <laughs> That's the name of your first book, I think. <laughs> Say yes to you. My first book. Oh yeah. I think it's funny that people think I'm going to write one of those. I think it's funny that you don't think. <laughs> Touche, my friend. Have you done any stand up yet? No. No, how okay. would I, why would I do that? I told you and okay. Brian Rhodes that it was entirely in your hands. I said, I'm not going to move on this. You're right. I'm going to get you. I got to get you to a stage. You know, that's funny. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to. I'll just sit here and hide. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so cool that you manifested this like new life for yourself and that a year after, you know, you were feeling some type of way, like you're in a better space mm-hmm. and you're more free with yourself. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Taking the plunge, Alex. Good for you. <laughs> good for you. Thank you. I mean, uh, we're so, we're so cool humans. Some of us. Some of us. Not the ones who are like burning down the Amazon, but no. the rest of us. The one, the ones around here are pretty all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Totes. Totes. And Gen Z, shout out to y'all. Y'all killing it. <laughs> yes. Good job. You have, a, you have a big Gen Z fan base, I'm sure. It's funny because like some of the stuff about Gen Z drives me crazy. Like their need for like instant gratification. Mm. Like if a song gets boring, they're like, I'm not stimulated enough. Next, next, next. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. They're also so like cool and open and chill. <laughs> yeah. and I love them. Yeah. Love it me seems some like Gen they're, Z. They're, they're planning, they're planning to fix the world. Yeah. Oh, please. If there's one left. God, so seriously. Will we even have a planet left to save? <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, what? Oh, why am I even worried about retirement? <laughs> Gonna be gone. <laughs> you you'll be fine. Yes. We'll be dead anyway. Yes, we'll be in the next realm. Yeah. Of reality. Go buy that Ferrari or whatever. <laughs> yes. Well, that Porsche I've been wanting. Yeah, I'm go. buying it today. Yeah. Oh man, Very Alex, cool. it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. The pleasure is all mine. This Thank is fantastic. So much fun to talk to you every time. I really enjoyed this and I hope that we could do it again. I, I have this idea that like in a year I'm going to do some follow-up podcasts. Ooh, yeah. Where are they now? Podcast. Yeah. Yeah.